Hey, y'all. On behalf of Gravel Road Markets, LLC, we'd like to invite you to attend a prairie little Christmas in Corsicana, Texas, December 2nd and 3rd, where you can meet original cast members of Little House on the Prairie. For more information, check us out online at GravelRoadMarket.com. Remember those good old days when televisions had antennas and families watched prime time TV together? You know, back in the days of Little House on the Prairie, the Waltons, and the Dukes of Hazard. Well, Gravel Road Markets has given America the chance to experience the best of yesteryear at their events around the country with original cast members of television's most iconic shows. Hi there, y'all. I'm Kelly Hurd, your host, and I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of Along the Gravel Road. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kelly Hurd with the Along the Gravel Road podcast, and I am joined tonight by the children of Victor French. You might know him better as Mr. Edwards off Little House on the Prairie. I have Tracy and Victor here with me tonight. I want to let y'all introduce yourselves to everyone and tell them where you're at tonight. I'll go first. Hi, everybody. I'm Tracy. Um, We're in Virginia right now. That's where I live. And it's great to be here. It's great to talk to you guys and share some stuff. So, Uh, Victor Allen French. Uh, here with my my sister's house. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just start off with the obvious. Your children of Victor French, Mr. Edwards. So when y'all were young and growing up, what was that like to have your dad in the film and acting industry? What was it like for you as a little kid when dad comes home from work at the end of the day? What What, what was that like? It's great. I mean, you know, you get to see him a lot because once he started working, he was, you know, working, making sure that we had food on the table. And, but. I know. I'm, I'm going to interject. Sorry to interrupt. I, the, the one thing that was interesting, especially about where we grew up, there's a lot of people in our neighborhood who had parents that were acting. Okay. That were actors, that were trying to make a living as actors. And luckily, Dad was a character actor when we were little kids, so he'd go home and occasionally come home wearing the makeup. Right? Yeah, he came home from one movie where he'd been beat up. Yeah. Uh, he left the makeup on, so when yeah. he walked into the house, he was. Yeah, it's a trauma. Yeah, blood everywhere. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, Dad! He's just made up. Oh, no. You know, we lived, grew up in Eagle Rock, and then we moved to San Fernando Valley. So we had people down the street who were character actors that played heavies like that did. And other guys. That was really were. in line, though. I mean, all those years of playing bad guys. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. say, wait till your father gets home, and then we'd watch him kill somebody on television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good, I promise. But dad, was, dad, dad, dad oh. was a master. He never raised his voice, and he could always make us laugh. And the times that he was at home, I mean, for me, the, some of the fondest memories, that he would sit in his big chair, and he would have his bag of popcorn, and he would do the smiling one, do the smiling one. I don't one. have a proper smiling one. It's a number two Ticonderoga Roga <laughs> pencil. Yes. And he could make anybody smile, but yeah. 
and he would play with us, stuff like that. And he was still doing a lot of theater. I'm talking about growing when we were young. So we would always have rap parties and cast parties at our house. And we were little. We weren't allowed to be there. So we would peek, you know, and stuff like that. Sit upstairs and sit to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show one vivid memory. And that's when Kelly and I were real little, we were probably five or six years old. Dad had done something. And all I know is we, there was this party going on downstairs. And Burgess Meredith was there. And at that time, he was he was the uh, the Penguin on the Batman series. You know, in the 60s. Oh my, yeah. Like, ah, the Penguin. And I remember we got snuck downstairs. We stuck downstairs. And Dad would always like pick us up, put us on that lap or something like that. So, but Dad, that yeah, we wouldn't go to bed unless we got them to do the character that we go there for. Uh, Walter Koenig, Chekhov from Star Trek came yes. over, and I walked down the stairs. And you know, I could mark my life by Star Trek episodes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my god. I gotta, share something. I, gotta share, I gotta share something else too. The one neat thing about our dad is he liked scary movies. And what would, what would dad do? No, he didn't like scary movies. He liked scary guns. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he would really watch some movie in the house when we were little. And it was tradition. We turned all the lights off in the house at this time. And probably halfway through the movie, Dad... I'd like to interject. The movie right. is The Haunting. Yes. Oh. The movie, The Haunting. Yeah. Oh. Just, I don't watch those movies anymore. <laughs> 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 we and it's standard issue. Dad is missing somewhere in the house. On the first or second commercial break, he's... He's hiding. And oh, no. we're in a dark house, and we have to find where he is. Yes. And, and then the movie's over, and we have to go to bed, and we're knowing that he is somewhere waiting to jump out at us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Out, and he did this in movie theaters. He did this in movie theaters. He <laughs> came up and sit behind us and go, wait for a scary part and go, are you okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's he sounds sort of like the um, the funny side, the character, Mr. Edwards, you know, the, the old Dan Tucker part of him. We're so lucky because every time we feel like we miss him, Mr. Edwards is basically our dad. And I can watch the house in the prairie and see my dad. No, no, no. Excuse me again. Every time I miss my dad, I look at my brother. Well, yeah, he looks just like him. Wait, I got not just that. He's got my dad. I just hands. noticed watching this. Uh, my hands are a little spattered in his, but I really do have his fingers. All I have to do is. I was just photo double and stand in. On, on Little House. On Little House. The last two seasons of Little House and most of I Would Have It. Really? I was his driver. I would drive for, well, I'd drive him to work and back. And then when I was there, I would stand there and they would light me and. He would go and relax. And then whenever the car drove by and you couldn't really see who it was, that was me behind the steering wheel. Oh my goodness. Uncle Andy, once I was yeah. starstruck. Back of the head, that's Victor. Yeah, just back. in the arm, that's my brother's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So how old were you when you started being a stunt double for your dad, Victor? Not a stunt double. He had a guy that did stunts. Okay, so what were you then? 
photo double. Photo double, photo double. Like, I look close enough. It's one of the reasons why, uh, besides being terribly camera shy, stage stage fright, uh, whenever I was on camera as an extra in the background, they would cut it because it looked like there were two Mr. Edwards. Oh, wow. So how, how old were you when you started being a photo double? 20. 20. 19. Well, that's a compliment to your dad, you know, that you could pull that yeah, off. Grow a beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was for a bit, uh, but my beard, I couldn't get it to look like that. <laughs> I just couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every couple of months, I just like, wow, we could do it. You- Oh my goodness. I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, so Little House on the Prairie, Tracy, did you get to spend much time on the set when Victor's driving your dad? What were you doing? Yeah, it was one thing that was really neat is for for a long time, our dad was, uh, you know, like a character actor, nobody recognized him. Then he got this series and was so excited to do um, Little House on the Prairie. And I remember a couple of things vividly. Number one, when I remember him coming home from filming the pilot. pilot. And he walked in the door and he couldn't talk because he had got bronchitis really bad. Oh, no. For crossing the snow. Because that uh. was real ice and real snow. They had fans going. Oh, my gosh. But the beam, he was beaming. And then. So happy to be playing a guy who's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, who's just, you know, not, not. Well, you, there's a video on uh, YouTube now somewhere uh, uh, with him talking about what Michael Landon did for him emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I was so pleased to actually see if there's a record of it because he said the very same thing to me where he he would wake up after years of playing those bad guys and see a bad guy in the mirror. Oh, and he, wow. It really just start to affect him. And then Michael saw him on Earthquake Callahan, saw that he had a, he had a comedy in him. He had, he had a, a huge funny bone. Besides being a class clown in high school, yeah. you know, he was just had a wild sense of humor. Collins Street Bakery is a proud sponsor of A Prairie Little Christmas, brought to you by Corsicana Main Street. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, or a delectable deluxe fruitcake, we've got your cravings covered. With just one bite, you'll understand why our deluxe has been Collins Street's crowning achievement for over 125 years. Crafted daily from scratch, using only the freshest ingredients, our fruit cakes and pecan cakes are baked true to the original recipe, earning international acclaim for their exceptional taste and quality. Visit our historic downtown 7th Avenue Cafe in Corsicana, or swing by our I-45 Cafe to explore our full lineup of cookies, cakes, petites, loaves, and more delectable treats. Can't make it in person? No worries! Enjoy the convenience of having our scrumptious items delivered straight to your doorstep. Treat yourself and your loved ones to a taste of traditional Christmas from Collins Street Bakery. Order today at collinsstreet.com. One night when you know, we would film and he would, we would get home Friday night late and we would sit and talk at, at his house. Since I was his driver, I was always the first one and the last one to see it. Uh, just what Michael meant meant to him, uh, you know, t- taking him out of that bad state of mind and giving him this 
wonder and terror in a way. You know, I, I never really... I get to see it. I never really thought about how that would affect, you know, your own way you view yourself if you constantly play a villain or, a, you know, a, the bad guy. Cast you, you know? Yeah. If you play bad guys, you start to cast yourself. Yeah, you, yeah. Was, he was selective about the type of roles that he would take because he didn't want us kids seeing him do certain things, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I have very few 13-year-old girls I know spend a lot of time worrying about what their dad does at work. You know, when he started doing Little House, you know, <laughs> 13 and My having, mother set me up having life. To, uh, to be with my dad while they were filming the pilot. And they set me up on an eight-hour bus ride. And I was like 14 or something. And uh, she gave me enough food to feed the whole bus and crash something, you know, and it, there were a bunch of frozen sodas at the bottom of it, and just as we arrived in the town where I was going to get off the bus, I stood up and the bag let loose, and all of this food filled up the back of the bus, oh, no. and that's when my dad walked in. <laughs> there you are. Up there to watch and film the pilot? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I arrived the day after they did that scene where he crossed the creek and they were watching the daily for it on this little rotary machine in the hotel office and I went and I got to see it and watched him uncut. He had a, he had a uh, vulnerability to cold in the first place. I can't believe they made him do it in actual cold Weather, that's terrible. Yeah, he had a half wet suit on him underneath oh, yeah? it. Yeah. But it only went down to his knees and to his elbows. And oh, my. Down to here. But it, what, his hands, he couldn't hold. His, his hands stopped functioning halfway across. And when he slipped under the water, well, I don't know what this is rated, but let's say he had a very choice word when he came out of the water. <laughs> and if you watch it carefully, you can actually see it's edited out. Oh, my. <laughs> you can see his mouth make a word. <laughs> but it was just, it, meeting that group of people who most of them had been together since Bonanza, the crew, and, you know, the, the production company. They, it was like joining a family, not just going to one to be with my dad, but after a year of being with them, they, here's my mom, my stage mom. That's yeah. how I got my nickname. My dad walked me in and said, this is Bear, so they don't get confused as to who's, who's who. And then walked me over to Ruth Foster, uh, uh, Karen Grassley's, Grassley's uh, stand-in. It's a, this is your stage box. She will tell you how to do your job. Oh, well. <laughs> huh. So. Little did I know, he had trained me for years to massage his feet. I don't. <laughs> and I saved Ruth Boston's life by massaging her feet. I heard from some people here in Pahuska, Oklahoma, where I am. They just made a movie here that's coming out called Killers of the Flower Moon. And a lot of the people who were extras in those movies talked about having to stand for for ever while they were making that movie oh, hurry up and wait yeah yeah <laughs> um i remember going on to the set just just a little quick one going on to the set with my sister i think for the first time when they had filmed it out in simi valley and um and that was that was a really fond memory especially of 
when I got to meet the nicest person was uh, the lady that played Mrs. Olson, Catherine the Grimmie mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, she was a wonderful lady. Really nice to us. So, which so, which is really nice. some of the cast members when they were here in Oklahoma told me about how nice. Catherine was and that just surprised me because you know you don't expect that from her character she pulled that character off so well one of the nicest ladies I've ever met she washed out for all the kids Kelly and I were really cold it was the day that they were filming and and we were really cold and so they took us inside the house and and I remember her bringing us hot tea and she got us a blanket you know, we're 13, we're not little tiny kids, yeah. but she just, she just took care of us. She was such a sweet lady. That's nice. Your dad, your dad and Michael Landon on screen seemed to have a really neat friendship, a really neat relationship. And I was visiting with Susan McRae a week or so ago, and she said that really was genuine on screen and off screen. And you've alluded to the fact of your dad saying, hey, you know, Michael Landon pulling me in on this changed me emotionally. What was their relationship like from your eyes as a little kid growing up? What was your dad's relationship with Michael Landon like? I know dad, his closest friends were people actually that didn't work in the industry. Right. His, his best friend was a guy by the name of Bob Morgan. I'm going to go ahead and say it because Bob was closer than his brother. And Bob and he, that was his wingman. That was his best buddy. That was... Those were the people, the stunt guys that he, that's the people, he wasn't really a go out and hang out. Um, when he, when it came to his home life, when he came home, he stayed home. He didn't really go out. He didn't really. Because he spent so much time gone. He spent so much time gone. So he, he would basically spend it at home watching movies, making chili. Yeah, you know, we did uh, see other actors as we were growing up and hang out with them, but most of the time it was just we were just at home with our with our dad and our mom. He and Michael, I know, were very close because on the set they were wonderful together. Yeah, uh, they uh, Michael just although kept wanting to pull a practical joke on my dad. <laughs> just yeah, and he came to me at one point and said, "Can we?" Think of something that we could do as a practical joke for one of those shows on your father. And I started trying to think, you know, right there with him going, I don't know, because my dad was a big study of his human condition. Yeah, he really could read people really, really, really well. And I was you try to pull one over on him and he'd figure it out before he started and then turn it on you. Yeah. And Michael and I were both just back in the What are we going to do? <laughs> but the one thing that I know is that, you know, my dad wasn't one that used to telephone a lot. His phone book, there was any hardly phone numbers in it. Uh, he was a stop by and talk to me kind of guy. Um, I love that. That when he passed away, um, when he was in the hospital, because we we were instructed, you know, we we're not we didn't talk about him a lot. But I remember there was just a couple of people that I can remember off the top coming and visiting, and that was. Uh, the first person I saw McCray, before he arrived, and Kent McRae and Michael coming down there, and that's just because that was the way that Dad really wanted it, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, Bob Morgan. 
and um, you know, I could. This is I'm, I'm jumping back a little bit because there was one memory for me as a child growing up in reference to the first question, growing up with a dad that was an actor. We had gone after the, the pilot and everything aired for Little House on the Prairie. We used to go to uh, Disneyland with our dad and stuff like that. You could walk around. There was no biggie. Nobody knew me. Why wasn't that type of thing? We went to um, Washington State to visit our relatives up there. A lot of our relatives left to move up to Washington State. We went to visit. Went to a bowling alley. They were bowling. You know, and I remember loved to bowl. And me and my twin sister go into the ladies' room, and these two girls come in, and they're going, "You're not going to believe who's out there. You're not going to believe who's out there." And in my head, I'm thinking somebody's really, really cool. And they're going, "That guy, that guy." And then they left, and my, me and my sister just looked at each other, and we went, "This has never happened before," because he was never really recognized. Mm-hmm. People would kind of go, "Aren't you? You look familiar." But then we go to Disneyland with our dad, and he would all his favorite thing was watching people. He would get on the rides. He'd sit there and he'd watch them and make up stories <laughs> about what the background is. And he'd watch us. And I remember Kelly and I were on one of these rides, and we'd always look and wave. And he'd be on the wedge edge and wave. And there were these people around him. He couldn't. There were people around him now. So it it stuff shifted, you know to where you're living a life, going around, you know. And I tell people, the only difference between my and your dad is my dad got up at 5 o'clock every morning. My dad worked his tail off, came home tired, spent time with his family. The difference is, is our father's face spilled into your living room. Yeah. So you knew him, and he was blessed to be able to play this character that was... Mm-hmm. Well, just when it's getting good, we run out of time. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and make plans to come see us at one of our upcoming events where you can meet some of your favorite actors of yesteryear. You can check out upcoming events at gravelroadmarket.com. And I'm Kelly Hurd, your host. Hope to see you soon along the gravel road.